Welcome backstage. <laughs> How do you feel, Joel? Yeah, I'm pretty. Yeah, that, that went well. Went well. Apparently, yeah. um, community management, movement, those type of things seem to be very um, top of mind for people. I just had to look at questions, and it was really like geared at community and movement, and people are very much um, excited to learn because. You know, when it comes down to it, like we all have a community. Like every, every, everyone has a community. Um, so yeah, I think it becomes more interesting for organizations, whether they are commercial or nonprofits to take better care of their communities. Um, it's the art of listening to the people, right? It's, which is very hard in many organizations, but especially when it's a community-driven mission. Oh, when it's a community-driven mission, it's even harder because how do you listen to everyone? How do you include everyone? Because at the end of the day, we serve literally everyone, right? So um, yeah, it, it, it just becomes more top of mind for organizations to um, lean in and lean in, but also act on it. Okay. and is what you're doing performative or are you actually doing what you said you were going to do which is give us a voice give us um autonomy give us decision making power right uh i think we as consumers and users of things we also are becoming more and more critical we want to have more and more of a say in the things that we use and the things we go to right so I'm sorry, I'm going off on a tangent. No, no I love that. I, I love that. It's uh, actually, actually triggers. Remember what Nicole said in our past podcast? Uh, well, she was mentioning because she worked in various organizations. She was the head of events for the Internet Society when we did that series of intercommunity there. But one of the things that we describe in the book towards the end is the there's almost like four levels of. Um, embeddedness or maturity of using design thinking in an organization or being ready to use it. And she said, it's, it's like, um, some organizations are just ready. You don't even need to ask the question because that's how they do things, right? That's almost like at the highest level of it's embedded. It's not questioned. That's just how you operate in listening to your, to your users. You apply design thinking, uh, in anything that you do. And then you have people that do it just for the really important events, which maybe it's here down from there. It's maybe a little bit more tactical. And then some people do it because they want to dabble into it. And some are not even consciously aware of it and might try it just because it's possible to mitigate some risk. But it's, it's not something that's in the system or in the way of working. And then it's quite hard to, to have that conversation and get permission or to put it on the agenda in the yeah. first place. Or some, or some are just not inclined to it right so just like i don't want to this is not something for us which is also fine if you know that well in advance um, um i think that is that's also something to respect right so in terms of like don't try to convince people who are not to be convinced uh i think in that in that way um i think that that's what i that's what i that's what i learned from that conversation so um yeah we call it we call it the readiness kind of conversation yeah. like is an organization ready or 
open to something like that. And it feels like, like with what you were just saying, made me think that um, in organizations that are mission driven, that really have a large community driving the mission <clears throat> and the organization is a supporting system that upholds the scale and, and, and requirements of that community almost, right? Um, then there's almost a natural inclination that design would actually sit very well or would resonate very well, even though people might not be familiar with it. I think the approach to design um, and maybe the, the, the approach to design in the context of events, right? Um, it just answers so many questions that people have beforehand. Um, and like, we have a, a very old school approach in many places to events, right? It's like, oh, we have an event. We need a date. We need a theme. What's the program, right? <laughs> like, that is very traditional how it goes like in, in many organizations, professional or not, you know? Um, whereas if the stakes are high, which they are in my for me in in the case of Wikimania, when the stakes are high for the two like major stakeholders, foundation and community, then you really need to have and I go back to what I said earlier, a holistic approach to it. Yeah, you need to have a holistic approach to it. You need to have speak the same language, answer the questions that people need beforehand, and then I've seen it. I've seen it happen that I. I, I'm talking to my executives about like how we're gonna do virtual Wikimania, right? And because I, I frame it within um, uh, the 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 lens of design, or, or I look I look I, I, or I explain it through the lens of design, it then becomes so much easier for them to be like, oh my god, this makes sense. Let's do it, right? They'll have some initial questions. Do you think, but... do you, do you think because the the movement strategy was such a big because that was a quite a challenging thing, right? Over multiple years, I think, right? To determine four, four years. years, right? So that's like, that's like the, I think that's probably one of the more, that's probably in line of design to change, right? So this ability to create a multi-year forward-looking uh, path almost, right? Or um, let's say setting a mark on top of a mountain and saying, okay, in four years time, 2030, we want to be there, right? Which was more. So it's probably when they started four years ago, 2017, that was like more than a decade and something forward. So that's, that's a big one, right? In order to break down that change or to think about something like that, the organization as a fifth, as a 20 year old, right? A young adult, we always like to like if you if you compare it to the life of an adult, if your event is 15 and your organization is 20 and as a 20 year old, you set your mark of what it is you're going to be doing as a 30 year old. That's a that's a that's a big effort. If you start at your 16th birthday and then you finish that at the 20th birthday, right? Yeah, yeah. that's almost like a horizon of change. As you're growing up, you're trying to move or like set a future mark uh, on top of a mountain. But you guys did that phenomenally because it really helped us understand yeah. what you guys do, right? Yeah. Did that make the design of the event easier because they'd gone through that, do you think? Or would it have been just as easy if that wasn't, if, they, if the organization didn't have the 2030 movement plan? Um, because of the process 
because it was never the plan was never for a movement strategy to be like oh multi-year thing like they have had many hiccups right and had to recalibrate re-strategize before you know engaging community folks again into like this thing but the learnings of movement strategy have made decision by committee decision by community decision by xyz um, where you know consensus is required to reach a decision it made that practice a little bit more understandable within the organization so even executives that were not like knee deep into the movement strategy know that oh a decision that requires consensus global consensus looks like this broadly speaking so it was, was like a working a method that was developed. Correct. Embedded in how you do things. Correct. Correct. And we're, we're, we're only perfecting the stage of um, community engagement. We're perfecting, sorry, perfecting the craft of community engagement. And this organization has gone through multiple approaches and we're still like figuring out what is the best approach? How in the Wikimania space, in the Wikimania space, we're dealing with the same. Because when you're producing, you don't have time to speak about like philosophical questions about event management. It, yeah. We simply don't have the time for it, right? So. And, you, and you feel, so what I felt in, in, the, in the full process of design, where we talk about, when we talk about design, we talk about our event design methodology, right? So that's, and, and people, I think, embrace design as such. Um, but when it comes to events, they like to just contribute and brainstorm and think and try these and throw solutions to the problem. And that's what we, um, what we uh, also described in the book is, is exactly that, right? So, and I, I also think when we first met, met these people online and we did, a, we did a, some backcasting, right? So what was, what, what did the, how does the past of Wikimania look like, right? So what is that? What is that picture? Harvesting memories. Harvesting that. Harvesting that. But also then um, to, um, because I think everybody was excited to be part of this. Everybody was a little bit afraid of that this this could be a end up in a like a huge brainstorm where nothing was happened. Nobody likes meetings about meetings, right? Um, um, but still, the community wanted to take charge in in, in, in a way, and and then they could ch take charge because they could could contribute. I think. That was really um, that energized the whole group. Where I could see also ways that that could went south, right? So could have went south, right? So definitely, and I think we set the tone um, by by you know executing this event design uh, in the Wakamania space. Yeah, because these people have been through it. They can now be advocates for how it should look like, and. Mind you, this, not knowingly, but we right now have all of the groundwork for us to then go and do movement consultations, which means really going to our communities wherever they are and getting their input on what the future of Wikimania should look like. Because of the work we have done with all of these stakeholders across like weeks, the groundwork has been done. People don't have to do this. We can just go to folks and be like, this is the work. This is the strategic problems we have. How do you think we should solve them? 
Yeah. It makes was the it, conversation so much more easier. <laughs> was it? Was it? Do you think? Uh, like, truth. Like, uh, like when we, because we do this with conviction, because we've seen it work all the time, right? Like you said in the beginning. Okay, so I'm putting my trust into these guys, <laughs> um, and we have a pretty like. Okay, there's a way in which we do things. There's no two ways about it, right? So because it looks very simple if you go through it, but. It's like an Ikea cupboard. If you skip one of the steps, it might end up being a bed, right? So you need to really go through a very specific order and sequence. And your community might not be that familiar with the fact that others present kind of a structure and you can play in the structure, but the structure is the structure, right? Did that shock the community of the steering committee, do you think, or your executives <clears throat> or yourself in any way, or was that comforting? My executives weren't really down in the trenches when it comes to that level of work. So they, and they don't, don't care about process. They want outcome, right? Um, they care about process because the process says a lot about how the community will show up or react to folks. So they will oh, yeah. care about the process and make sure that the process embeds the movement the and the community, the voices, yes. But how you execute on it, really, that's not an executive level thing. The, 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 the movement, the, the, our community stakeholders we worked with, these folks are not used to having things presented to them on the spot and then having to act on the spot, right? This is a, an, an academically inclined crowd, so they would like to have all of the materials in advance, prepare for it accordingly, do it within a time frame of maybe a week or two, you know, so they can prepare their time, which I also understand because they're volunteers. They're people with lives, families, jobs. Time zone differences. Yeah, <laughs> we exactly. had all of that, right? So I completely get it. But yeah. this was the reaction we were getting from them initially, because it's like, what are you doing with us? Like, I need to show up to the conversation and you're not preparing me. I don't know what the outcome is. I'm I'm like, I feel their pain because mm -hmm. I was in the same boat. Uh, it's just that I'm not a volunteer. You know, I, I work in an organization. I have a business background. And if I hire these two folks that are telling me like, oh, trust us, it's going to be all right with all of this experience, I trust them. Whereas a volunteer might not, right? Because who are you? What What do you mean? You don't have any Wikimania experience. How dare you tell us yeah. how this works? Yeah. And I understand that as well. Yeah. And I respect it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was not comfortable to answer your question. I can, I can yeah, and, and I, I empathize with and I felt you feeling that almost when we were going through the thing and what our earlier users have called that is the suspension of disbelief, right? So you almost need to buy that suspension of disbelief in the head of the one that's involved in it. Um, I also remember some of these people, you know, maybe not, you know, showing up in the first one because they were gently asked to be contributing and they thought it was a good idea, but they might have been quite skeptical on the whole process until they started you know, and maybe opting out in the beginning or not committing fully, right? But as the excitement and the fun in the design sprints kind of carried on, they kept showing up and showing up more lively at, at every iteration, right? Which I think, uh, to me, 
I, I actually like that kind of crowd who are skeptical of anything that other people do, but you bring them in the moment and then you make the most of their time yeah. for the purpose of the common outcome, right? Um, fascinating. I, I, I think working with your crowd was challenging at first, but super rewarding once they got through that first um, sour crust, right, of, of the apple, so to say, and then they really kind of dug into the to the community. I got a, I got another question, and maybe a little bit more of a um, maybe a more painful question. Um, um, one of the things we we um, we witnessed also because we 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 actually provided the solution where we actually um, were the the conscious of the design right so the so the, the design conscious where uh, the organizing organizing team actually could could um, call on us and say hey we would like to to check in whether we're still on track or not um, you just you just described in the in the previous conversation um, that. Um, taking it from prototypes and prototype selection to reality was a hard one. Um, what what could we do different next time to engage these people earlier, or is there another way um, how to how to how to include them or to make that process smoother? Yes, I think what didn't work in, a, in our favor this time around was time, really. Mm -hmm. Time, because we only started in November. Why did we start in November? Simply because of the state of the world, really. Like, the foundation was going through so much. Wikimania was, like, not even a thing for people. Um, so the timing wasn't working in our favor. However, if we start designing for this event right after, you know, this um, this one has ended and we start immediately, you know, with whoever the volunteers or the organizers are, and because I know what the process is now, I know how to prepare folks um, on what is to come. Um, so it's gonna be a lot easier next time around regardless, because we're gonna be starting earlier and i know how to prepare volunteers now for the journey they're about to embark on whereas before i was an advocate but an advocate without even having been through the process or know what the end result is going to be yeah. now i can actually i can pull on certain levers right um to get the type of engagement that i need to see in that moment in time. Yeah. How can we how can we best bottle up what we have experienced now, right? So like in this conversation, but also with people who are part of this to make the next step to next year a lot easier, right? Or a lot um, so we some people had some very good good experience with applying event design or at least be taking part in design sessions, contributing uh, to um to the, the ultimate design. Do you think we need to spend some time more on, on bottling that up and making that um, easier to understand for next year's task force, steering committee, organizing team? Yeah, the, the challenge I, I'm, I, I was working with, especially with like the our first design group, which were like these community folks, 
the challenge there was is that I didn't want to introduce a commercial organization and a commercial methodology or a, a methodology that's being used in a commercial space um, simply because of the principles of that movement. Hmm. And it, I knew if I already start selling it as such, right, it's going to be so much harder working with these folks in this space. So, um, but now that we have wikified it, I guess, like the approach, um, we can we can actually show like, hey, this is the process, how it has worked with something we have never done before, which is a virtual Wikimania. Yeah. Look at it, this yeah. is it. Yeah. And that already gives people a sense of like, calm because they don't have to be pioneers you know if you're a vo volunteer you want to be a pioneer when it goes well not when it doesn't go well right so and I, I fully understand that like think about it if you're attaching your name to something that you do in your free time in your spare time it better be good right yeah. um so i understand that completely but um to your point how can we bottle it up we have it we have it um there are many learnings many learnings we're going to have to compile, not only for internal reasons, but for external reasons and external being like the movement and the community we serve, but also other event industry professionals um, or, or other organizations. That's the beauty of the freedom of knowledge, right? Like we document everything and make it available so that people can learn and find their own iterations on stuff that have been tried and tested. And that's what I want to do in this space with Wikimedia. That's what we all want to do. We want to make this a, a sustainable thing that, you know, it can travel around the world without it having to be like a massive ad hoc kind of like, oh, please do me this favor, do me this favor, do me this favor. No, there's a system and a structure that is sustainable no matter what the future is. And if it, it starts off with designing it properly. Um, I love that. And I think well. converting your learnings into weakified information for others to learn from is such a powerful, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's the root cause why you do what you do. And I think that sense of purpose really seeps through. I think it adds a lot of value to what we do as well. I think uh, um, we like to think that, you know, by enabling a creative commons around the canvas itself to make sure that people can use it and translate it, et cetera, et cetera. Um, was one of the first things we did as a sense of purpose to create the language. But you can, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, you cannot own a process, nor can you control a conversation, right? So I think this is the art of letting go that um, the learnings and also making sure that it cascades into as many places as possible. So this conversation was one of those installments. We're going to ask you for two more things, if, uh -oh. if you don't mind, right? So in, uh -oh. the, in, in, in the backstage, <clears throat> what we're going to do is the six questions that we address in the onstage uh, Horizons of Change are six questions that um, what previous guests on this uh, podcast have done as a favor to us is within seven days after having recorded this, we will process the recordings and publish them. And we will send you a little link to a little chat conversation with those six questions, which you will also find in the book in the analog version, um, to bottle up all of the things that you 
have experienced but haven't expressed in this conversation maybe things that you think might be valuable to others it's it's maybe our first little attempt of weakifying the outcome of a conversation also in writing right so that others can see answers to the same questions that i might have but how do they deal with it and i think that enriches maybe how they can then learn from it and then the other thing that we're going to do well with you we're going to do two two things one of them is on the 15th of september we're going to have the next conversation looking back two weeks back so our iterations are small but on top of that for the for the podcast we also ask all of our guests that we set a marker one year out from today and it could be you know if that ends up being a weekend day we can change it you know to fit something it doesn't have to be exactly but a year from today um we'd like to have um, to repeat this conversation and look at what the horizon of change looks like then. Um, and also to reflect on what has happened in this past year and how does that look, right? So, um, and this is an experiment. We're experimenting with that ability to, you know, um, find a moment in time, take that moment to listen and talk, talk about the observations we have and ask questions, ask ourselves questions, you know, ask you questions. Would you be willing to contribute to that one year down the line? Yeah, of course. And that doesn't exclude the fact that we're going to have multiple more conversations before <laughs> that one. But this one will be a similar one to this one, which is like a little message in a bottle over time, right? Yeah, yeah, I love it. Um, I think it's I think it's useful for people to to understand <laughs> uh, where we are in yeah. the point in times that you know. Like now, which is prior to the event, post event, and then a year after. So it makes complete and total sense. Uh, I'm down. Well, this was a memorable conversation. Thank you, Joel. Um, 17 hours. Oh, I'm so and sorry. 1700 hours in in Geneva. Another memorable conversation is happening right now between Joe Biden and Putin. I'm sure that that <laughs> event was designed with a proper level of protocol and uh, careful wikification of the content of what it is. <laughs> Exactly. That will probably not appear on Wikimedia until a long nope. time from today. Nope, it won't. Uh, but I, I, I like the contrast of you know us spending this quality time first at IMAX BuzzHub and now in the offstage. So thank you for that. No, thank you for having me. It was really nice. Um, this was just this is our conversations, right? But now with an audience. So yeah. thanks for having me. Um, and I, I hope to meet you both actually in person at IMAX America. Because I'm planning on going. That's that is cool. awesome. So we're gonna that 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 is actually gonna be the place where we officially headline the book and present. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. So we just did a soft launch yesterday at the World Education Congress for MPI. Um, but we're gonna like these conversations are, yeah, because a book is a book is a book, right? But the conversations right. that we're trying to describe in the book are these things we're having right now. Yeah. Yeah. And strangely enough, we're quite close to each other, but we've never met. And I then know. we're going to travel all the way to <laughs> Vegas <laughs> to, to meet face to face at IMAX America. This is the wonder of the world. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's super cool. And if we do that, I think we should do some kind of a capture on site to to mark that moment as well. I, I, I really enjoy taking the time just for a good conversation. Right. I think we yeah. we owe that to ourselves to, to periodically do that. Well, I'm 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 a very willing uh, victim of R and R in this regard, <laughs> and we appreciate you for that, Joel. Thank you. And and we know a few good restaurants in, in Vegas because we were regular visitors until yeah. the pandemic hit us. 
So we'll uh, we'll take you out. Um, we promise that for a very nice. That's day. a promise. That's a promise, rule. Okay. Yes. You know, let <laughs> people and alcohol like Noted. a good drink. <laughs> <laughs> bye, folks. All right. Thanks bye. so much. Thanks, you all. Thank you. Bye bye.